As somebody who's been battling with cancer, I got to tell you that the biggest part afterwards is, you know, everybody says you got to heal up, that kind of thing. Mentally, it is tough. It is just so, so tough. Saw an interesting story about the an Edmonton Diabetes Clinic, which is adding mental health supports to help tackle burnout. I thought, well, that's a great idea. That's that's fabulous. Joining us on the show today is a Canadian certified counselor and counseling therapist who is a special interest in the area of diabetes and mental health. And joining us on the show today is Kayla Chorley. Hello, Kayla. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. Hey, listen, I was excited to see this because I think that sometimes we overlook the mental health aspect, especially of recovery. It's more than just a physical recovery. I like this. This is a great idea. Yes, absolutely. You nailed it there, right? We focus so much on the physical health, but not the mental health piece. So what what types of problems have you noticed uh, in the past with, with somebody uh, coming through? And mostly this is type 1 diabetes, I'm guessing, right? But there's also type 2, which mm-hmm. is also, there's also stress involved with that too. Yeah, absolutely. Both are very stressful conditions to live with. Um, so many people living with either type 1 or type 2 diabetes deal with a lot of shame around their condition. So we see that as being a really big component of living with with these conditions but along with that comes the burnout piece and it's usually not an if it's going to happen it's more of a when is it going to happen how tough is it to uh, to kind of work your way through it is it, are there highs and lows to this or is it just once you get into a bit of a funk you're in it for quite a while yeah so what we see is we kind of see this this high and low kind of cycle that people go through so sometimes throughout their condition throughout the life of their condition they will reach these lower points and then we'll see times where it feels a little bit easier to manage so oftentimes we'll see them go through these kind of cyclical periods where they're they're feeling up and then sometimes they're feeling down yeah tell me a little bit about pineapple therapy what is that Absolutely. So that's my private practice Yes. where I do work with individuals in the type 1 community uh, and that includes individuals living with type 1 as, as well as caregivers and parents and other individuals in their lives that want support around the mental health piece of living with type 1. Kayla, I always ask this because especially, like I said, I have a connection obviously with cancer, but I ask mm-hmm. people of this, is there a personal connection with you and diabetes? Absolutely. So I live with type 1 diabetes. I've been living with it now for 23 years, going on 24. And in my experience, through that time, I very infrequently was asked about my mental health and wellness. So this is where my passion came from, to really provide the support, which I feel is a missing link in in chronic care. So personal experience, professional training, that's a pretty good combination so you can help others. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just want to say, too, if anyone listening is experiencing burnout, just remember that that's not your fault. It kind of comes with the territory. And it doesn't mean you're, like, bad at managing diabetes or you don't know what you're doing. Not at all. It's par for the course, so to speak. What is hypo-anxiety? So hypo-anxiety is anxiety that often comes with low blood sugars. So anytime someone is experiencing type 1 diabetes, they are at risk of experiencing a low blood sugar. And so often, because this can result in a medical emergency, a lot of people are experiencing anxiety around low blood sugars. So what they will do is they will purposely 
keep their blood sugars higher, which we know also comes with health risks. Right. How, how is this going? Because I, so, sometimes people just don't think about the mental wear and tear uh, of uh, dealing with something like this. How, how's it going for you? <laughs> well, I appreciate you asking. It's going well, but, and, you know, and this is kind of the benefit of being in this community is that I get to have those conversations all the time. Right. But I know that's not everyone's experience. Right. And so being able to really share and, and kind of check in with each other, that's, that's the best piece about this. And that's where it feels good. I feel like I'm, I'm very supported and I, I hope others feel that too. So, so Kayla, to, to, to set up pineapple therapy, what, what drove you to do this? Was there a moment where you said, you know what, I can do what I do and I can help others at the same time? Absolutely. So actually, it was one of my nurses at my endocrinologist that suggested that I actually bring my practice into this direction. So I had wanted to set out as a counselor, but they were like, you know what, there's there's such a missing link here. And you live with type one, this would be such an important aspect to have that lived experience. And so from there on in, I was like, yes, this makes a lot of sense that we need this support in the community. Is this basically, what age group are you basically hitting here, do you think? Is there a general age category that you're, you're, you're dealing with more than any other? So originally, diabetes, especially type 1, was yep. juvenile diabetes. Right. So a lot of people around the age of 12, that was kind of the average age for diagnosis. But we're actually seeing a shift right now where more adults are being diagnosed. And so I see clients anywhere from 12 years old to 70 years old. Wow. Right? So the, the, the range is large. Is it easier to help people when they recognize that you've gone through this and then going through this? Yes, absolutely. I think one of the, the most common things that I hear from clients is it's just nice to have somebody who gets it. Yeah. You don't have to explain how it works. It's just you know. Right. Do you think that this should be done with more other things like cancer and, uh, you know, uh, MS and things like that? Because I think that I just think that we are always so conscious of dealing with the medical part of it. We don't think about the mental part. Absolutely. I mean, any chronic condition is going to take a toll on our mental health. Right. And, and for the most part, it's a cyclical relationship our mental health is going to be impacted by our chronic condition mm -hmm. and also our ability to manage our chronic condition is going to be impacted by our mental health. So it's a, it's a two-way street. Any chronic condition could benefit from this support. Who helps you when you're going through a tough time? Do you do it yourself? You basically just kind of run through a checklist yourself? I have my own therapist. As always, you know, I, I practice what I preach. I, I yeah. certainly reach out to a counselor myself. And I have wonderful supports in my life. My family, my friends, they're all wonderful and, and help me out when I need it. You just mentioned caregiver. Is that another area that you need to go down? Because, hey, listen, it affects more than one person here, right? Absolutely. It's, it's kind of a family thing, right? Yeah. One person might receive the diagnosis, but the whole family system is, is impacted as well. Gotcha. How does somebody get a hold of you in a pineapple therapy if they need help and maybe to be steered in a more positive direction? They can reach out to me through email at Kayla at pineappletherapy.ca or they're welcome to head to my website, pineappletherapy.ca. Beautiful. Thanks. I love this. I think this is fantastic.
Just uh, very proud of you and happy that you took your situation and now you're able to help others. It's great. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show.